Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. Spring is springing and partly sprung here in uh, the Twin Cities. You're listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. I have a great guest on tonight. She's a fabulous singer. I've been keeping my eye on her for the last several years. She's really coming into her own. She has a big show tonight you can watch. Uh, She was picked by Taj Mahal to be part of a performance called Roots Rising Showcase. We'll talk more about that. But I want to introduce the Wall of Power Radio audience, to the great Annie Mac. Annie, how are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for having me here tonight. I really do appreciate it. Well, I've, uh, I remember when you kind of broke on the scene, I'm going to guess within the last five to ten years, I'm going to guess around seven when you kind of came on my radar. We were both up playing at the Bayfront Blues Fest, I believe, and uh, you called me up and said, hey, if there's a chance to sit in, I was playing with Willie Walker, could I? And of course, I don't think uh, the timing worked out. You sure would have been, and uh, Willie would have loved to hear you. But uh, when did you start recording and start uh, playing out in uh, in uh, public? Oh, man, uh, probably about 2008, but I wasn't intending, you know, to actually perform. I just was uh, looking to possibly do some poetry, do some slams. I just wanted a creative outlet, so mm-hmm. I don't have a musical background. I don't have, tra- you know, none of that stuff, training or anything like that. I honestly just really came into it pretty late. <laughs> I love it. So what... Uh, uh what was the, uh, the that moment you said, well, geez, I'm going to sing too? Yeah, I had the audacity. <laughs> I had the audacity to do that, and then the audacity to, like, charge people cash, <laughs> money. So that, that was some bullshit. But, like, <laughs> like it took a, it's taken a while to really step in and, and literally find my voice. I know that's kind of a, a cheesy thing to say. Um, I, I've had to compensate in ways because I don't have that background and I don't have, you know, um, but I believe it's the calling. I believe it's a tool. Um, I, I'm a blue collar lyricist. I'm a blue collar performer. I love it. Um, I tell the story and you know, that's, that's my job is to tell the story and to be relatable and accessible to people and to occur, encourage them from all walks of life, you know? So that's, that's my, um, I believe my calling, you know? So I, uh. I used to be concerned about the big notes, and I used to be concerned about and now it's like I just wanted to be solid and do a good job and, and um, you know, do what's, what's in, for me to do. That's fantastic. You go, girlfriend. I love that attitude. And uh, so where did you come from? How did you end up in the uh, Twin Cities? Um, you know, I grew up in North Minneapolis, okay. born and raised, um, you know, and... Uh, so I, I grew up, my mother was a lover of music. We had a really beautiful console, you know, with the mustard green uh, velvet, crushed velvet drapes <laughs> on the record player. Yeah, and it was, and that was our escape. You know, we were real humble growing up, real poor. And so we didn't have money for Disney, Disneyland. We didn't have money for a car. But we had money to go travel and listen to records, you know. So we... We had money to listen to everything from Blue Note Records and, you know, Miles Davis to Dolly Parton to, 
you know, Parliament Funk to, you know, uh, soul, jazz, classical, everything. That was how we traveled and books. So, mm-hmm. you know, my mother, she's a, she's a West Bank woman, you know, she's born and raised in Minneapolis. Um, and so that's what she passed on to us was to, to love music, um, and books and, and to, uh, a good coffee shop, you know? Yeah. So these are, yeah, these are things I hold dear, you know? Was mama a hippie? She was. She was a militant. You know, my mom was a, she was ahead of the game. She was real hip. You know, she was cool. the Mayday book. Yeah, she was oh, yeah. Mayday book. Yeah, she was, uh, we were part of, uh, we didn't eat pork growing up. We ate a lot of vegetables. We lived off the land in North Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. We had a garden. Nice. Um, that's how we survived during the winter. We canned our, you know, vegetables and we ate oatmeal, you know, and, and so we're from that that's kind of how I was raised, you know, and so Mama um, was very uh, political and just a really brilliant mind that I think society didn't allow her, you know, she was a single mom, beautiful black woman, you know, um, uh, living in slum housing, living, you know, doing the best she could. And so she she put a lot of stuff on hold. Yeah, she put a lot of stuff on hold for my sister and I. So that's a big part of pursuing music was, well, let me do something that I love or something that let me at least try to dream. Let me have the, you know, audacity to dream and do something before I leave this earth, you know, versus sacrificing all the time. What, uh, did your mother have any artistic outlets? She's a great sketch, sketch artist. Cool. Um, visual. Yeah. Music. She just had a really beautiful ear. Mm -hmm. Uh, she's, she's real deep. She's a deep listener. You know, she's the type of person, if you ask her, you know, you could say, oh, you know, Delia, you like Aretha Franklin. She said, well, you mean Aretha Franklin when she was with James Cleveland? Or do you mean Aretha Franklin when she was with, you know, <laughs> when she was sanctified? Or are you talking about Aretha Franklin? You know, my mom was a real deep listener. I love and, that. And, yeah, and she loved following artists on their journey and their growth. And her favorites were like Etta James and Bobby Blue Bland because they were reinventors. These are artists that reinvented themselves dimensionally you know they they knew how to keep with the times and they knew how to push themselves artistically they did it all right so and, and ray charles so she loved artists like that but well you she's know, she's got of, incredible taste <laughs> she really did she was she was uh she was really awesome dolly parton and miles davis i love that i've walked that bridge <laughs> before annie so what uh how old was uh, what was the age difference between you and your sister eight years Okay. Are you older or younger? I'm younger. Okay. I'm a I'm younger sister. So um, my sister's eight years older. So I live vicariously through her. I'm 42, right? So when I was a kid, you know, she was sneaking into first dab and I was coming. You know, this is back <laughs> old Minneapolis. We're sure. talking Pops Arcade. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Blackie. Yeah, we're talking Blackie, you know? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I love Blackie. I'm ba- Blackie. Yeah. I love Blackie. Yeah, yeah. So for me, you know, growing up, and my my grandmother lived at the five fourteen Hennepin, right across the building, right across from the public library. Oh, nice. And so yeah, so we caught the bus. So when people would be like, Annie, you know, where you know where do you live? I said, I don't know, but I live on the nineteen, the twenty, the fourteen, the twenty two, <laughs> <laughs> the number five. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. You know, like I don't know how to get to my house. I can tell you the bus route, but they'll stop sometime <laughs> before you get there. But so <laughs> I had a buddy that uh, I think he still lives in that apartment building. I uh, 
I uh, loved the library. Please open up again so I can, number one, pay off my um, pay off my overdue charges and get some new books. God, so uh, what is your sister artistically inclined at all, or what does she do? She had a beautiful voice, so they're both passed on. My mother uh, died in 20, uh, 2006, and my oh. sister died in, 20, yeah, in 2019. That was my small, immediate family. Mm. Um, so it's just me. You know, it's me and my grandmother passed away um, after my mom was, uh, two or three years after my mom had passed. So it's just me. So I carry a lot with me, you know, in a beautiful way. It's a beautiful, it's not a burden, but it's a it's a comfort, you know. It's, yeah. it's the heaviness of uh ancestors and it's the, and, and you know kind of having these realized dreams like that's I'm, I'm treating myself to dreaming and to embracing you know success and to um really just embrace the calling and, and enjoy you know and, and it's okay to be um to to dream our dreams are what you know show us how to get out you know what i mean so um yeah so that's kind of where i'm at I, I, yeah did you just say you you're treating yourself to dreaming because if you yeah. did that is that is a beautiful quote Annie Mac I'm going to use that treat yourself yeah. to dreaming <laughs> wow let's write that song together yeah yeah treating myself to dreaming I believe it now you've got a, a record a EP five songs called testify. We're going to listen mm-hmm. to four of them uh, during tonight's show on the Wall of Power Radio Hour. Annie, tell us about this one that uh, we're going to listen to first called Get on the Train. So you check this out. So speaking of dreaming, I wrote this tune with uh, actually Mr. Taj Mahal in mind or like an elder whom I respect creatively that would be talking to a young person that's like, hey, you know, or a person that's just like, get out there and, and, and live your dreams, you know you have a calling. You know, it's been ancestors have told you, the sages have told you, now it's time for you to get out there and do the work and to make it happen. And that's for anybody. It doesn't matter how old you are. Um, we all have a calling. We all have gifts. And, you know, we don't have time to squander those things. And um, it, it's like, uh, that's kind of what it is. It's like, get out there and do it. Well, I'm having some fun tonight with my friend Annie Mack. We're going to listen to Get on the Train. We got Miss Mack on for the whole show tonight on the World Power Radio Hour. Your rest of spirit won't let you sleep. Divine appointment you need to keep. You have a gift the ancestors say. Make his brother be on your way. Dreams won't make themselves come true Don't let your doubts set a trap for you Just get on the train
Welcome back to the second set of the Wall and Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metzen. We have the most delightful Annie Mack on the show all night tonight. She's got a record out called Testify. Later this evening, she's going to be performing on a Taj Mahal curated event called Roots Rising Showcase. And you can buy tickets at that. That's starting at 8 Central Time. Buy some tickets at TajMahal.com. It's going to be Annie. And Annie, who's some of the other artists that will be performing? Um, we have um, Amethyst Kaya. We have um, John Tavius Willis, who uh, I got to share a show with um, before all everything happened uh, at the Dakota, which was really awesome. Uh, there are some um, really uh, amazing artists on this lineup. And... Um, yeah, it's it's really great. <laughs> so, and then we also have uh, Layla McCullough, uh, Piedmont Blues Acoustic Duo, um, Rob and Trey. Uh, yeah, just a really great lineup. Well, you know, uh, when we were talking, setting up this interview, I did my very first gig under my own name in 1984. I had my... My record just came out, my first record, Paper Tigers, and I had the pleasure of opening up for Taj Mahal, who is a hero of mine, at the North Shore Theater, and Taj did a uh, about a two-and-a-half-hour set, went next door to sit in with Dave Snaker Ray, who was an old friend of his, played with him for about an hour and a half, then we ended up at a party at about midnight, and jammed all night long, and finally at four in the morning, I said, Taj, you win this white boy's got to go home and go to bed. And I think he played for another hour. He's just, uh, I remember he had a button that said 40 and feeling sexy. And that was 1984, but he is still rocking. So it's got to be such an honor for you uh, to be associated with the great Taj Mahal. Yeah, absolutely. I feel very humbled and I feel, you know, extremely honored. And just, I'm, I'm a, a student always. Um, I've been listening to him since I was a child, you know, in my home, mm-hmm. my mother loved artists like Sweet Honey and the Rock, you know, Odetta, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, Mr. Taj Mahal, uh, just so many fantastic artists. And um, he, he's, uh, uh, to me, a national treasure. So it's great to be able to honor and, and to share space, you know, with him. That's incredible. And, <clears throat> I am very <clears throat> impressed. City Pages calls you inspirational and and. So tell us a little bit about how Testify came together. Um, Testify, you know, I write in life. You know, I'm a mother of three, two of the my children under, under the age of six. <laughs> and so I write, yeah, so I, yeah, I'm getting my butt kicked. <laughs> so I write. If you got to run, know, Annie, if you got to run, Annie, I get it, right? No, no, it's all good, but okay. I just write in the midst of life, and I and I think about, you know, for me, I have to have an emotional response to know that it's a legit song and that it's coming from an authentic mm-hmm. space. Um, I don't write for the mass. You know, I, I want to be accessible, but it, I, if I feel something, then I know, you know, I know it's going to transcend, you know what I mean? So right. I, I have to write something that's truthful, and... The EP was just really inspired by various things. I wanted to honor myself as a black woman and honor other black women. Um, I wanted to honor, um, you know, the process of uh, co-producing. That was important to me. Um, To push myself artistically and to really embrace the sounds that I love, the styles that I love to tell the story properly. 
And then also pre-production started in about February, mm-hmm. um, pre-production of last year. And, you know, March came about, right, and everything just kind of went um, by the wayside. And so I just sat at home and allowed myself to just embrace the break and grieve and do what I need to do. And then, uh, you know, come May, the latter part of May, you know, Mr. Floyd was murdered. And right. it took me about a day or two, and then I reached out to Matt Patrick, whom I co-produced with, and I said, let's do something. I'm yeah, ready to right. come back in if you're ready, if, if we're going to be safe. And I said, if there was ever a time, I don't have the energy to talk to anybody right now. I don't have it, but I have the energy to go into the studio and create something to not be silent, you know, by using violence and murder and um, intimidation. It was important to create when my spirit was broken. Right. You know, um, and normally I don't do that. I, I, well, maybe I do. I, I need to examine that, but I was pretty broken. But I'm like, even in my brokenness, I'm, I'm still going to say, like, I'm not going to allow this to silence me. Just like, you know, Mr. Floyd was not, you know, silenced. It may seem like that in the physical realm. However, in the spiritual realm and in um, things of that nature, it, it, it's a fire, you know, it's mm-hmm. a call. It's, it's a, so that's kind of what I wanted to honor. Well, that's uh, in times of deep tragedy like that, especially what's so personal for us that it lived in Minneapolis and knew thirty, you know, thirty eighth in Chicago. That uh, it was, you can get a, a real inspiration out of it in a beautiful sort of way because you're trying to deal with not only that tragedy but it mirrors. So much of you know the black experience in uh, mm-hmm. in this country, uh, and uh, it's so good for you for getting out. Was it did did it did it help heal you, Annie Mac? Um, I think by now, like you know, being a lifelong resident of Minnesota, you know, Minneapolis, um, we've we've had so many horrible issues within the communities and the police brutality and. Um, and all those things. So for me, it was just time, you know, right. yeah, I think there's some healing, but I also think it's a call, you know, testify has a march. It has a group of, of being steady and steadfast. And I actually imagine people, you know, marching, like this is like, we, you know, we testify to change, you know, we testify to justice. We testify. These are the things that we're calling out. These are the things that, and, you know, we walk this this life, you know, in the physical, and then we call upon those to walk with us in the spiritual, our ancestors, those who have gone before us. So it's it's a it's a it's you know really, um, and I think about the women of faith, you know, the women, the black women of faith, who many times uh, they have that like Mama Mavis has that way, like you don't have to be a Christian, right. you don't have to be nothing, but if she tells you it's going to be all right and to stay steady and strong, you believe her. That's you know? right. And, and so, that, you know, it doesn't matter your background. You just believe her. That's right. Because you just know, you know. So that's kind of what I wanted to honor her. Um, like I said, it's a lot in there going on, but it was important to kind of create that um, sacredness, if you will. Well, bless you, Annie Mac. We're going to listen to another song off your uh, great EP, Testify. This is called Shadows of a Kingdom, and we'll be back with Miss Mac for the whole show tonight on the Wall of Power Radio Hour. A storm has been built.
Welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is the third set of four, and this is your host, Paul Messa. We are having a most enjoyable time with my guest, Annie Mack, tonight. Annie, now, you and I have never, you know, we've been on shows together. We've seen each other. Of course, we're, we're friendly when we see each other, but I think we've got a really cool mutual friend. Tell my listeners about her. Um, well, I call her uh, lovingly, I call her Southside, but uh, many of uh, the folks know her by uh, Jennifer Magnus, and she's a phenomenal um, Americana blues roots, uh, amazing artist, lyricist, and singer-songwriter, and um, I'm lucky to call her friend. Have you done shows with Jennifer? Yes, I supported her at the Dakota. Oh, nice. And she is. She had the, um, I was so humbled. She's such a powerhouse. You know, I just take notes, you know, she's mm-hmm. a, it's a master class, right? It's a master class. And um, she was so gracious and she loved up on me, you know, from at her show from the stage, you know, about one of my songs that really speaks to her. And I just remember thinking, man, I really always, I hope to, to return that to somebody, you know, someday that, you know, when a person whom you really admire and respect, um, is able to throw you some love from their show. That's mm-hmm. kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know, she she wrote a great and harrowing book, told the story of her life, yeah. and uh, uh, we joke around too because I think she started smoking when she was about thirteen years old. She, she doesn't anymore, but she's kind of a wild child. And uh, I owe her a lot when uh, back when there was actually live music in clubs. I was doing my uh, birthday gig. Uh, a little club on the river and she was coming in, I think it was for that Dakota gig and she f- flew in a day early just to come and sit in with me. So I was so happy for that. And she's not only uh, a great singer and powerful woman, but just a wonderful songwriter. Absolutely. Yeah, she really is. How about the uh, Annie and Geneva uh, duet record? Can we get that going? Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's put that. <laughs> I have to talk to her. Yes, you. You. Let's just put that thought into the universe right now, and see if we can get that done in the next. Uh, well, let's start it this year sometime. Yeah, you know, we'll, get it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure out a way to get Jennifer to town, and then we'll figure out a way to get you guys into the studio. Oh, would that be a lot of fun? Who else do you love listening to? Um, it, you know, I'm really digging the. Um, um, I'm digging the Black Pumas right now. Um, yeah, I think that great. Voice is, yeah, extremely rich. Uh, who else? Am I? You know, I go back to the oldies. I try to, you know, keep up. My daughter keeps me pretty, you know, somewhat hip. But um, a, a lot of Brittany Howard, you know, I really mm-hmm. dig her a oh, lot. Oh, she's great. Um, she really is, you know. But, uh, yeah, and, and actually a lot of, I listen to a lot of, like, spa music, like a lot of... Um, I don't even know what else to call it, but it's just really like trance. Just really uh, like <laughs> I, I probably sound crazy, but like outside sounds, Peruvian flute, sure. you know, um, yeah. things of that nature. I really love kind of like the soundscapes, if you will. You know, mm-hmm. I really enjoy listening to that type of music. Do you uh, now tell us how how old are your kids? Um, nineteen, six, and four. <laughs> You took a little break there for a while. Man. Yeah. yeah, I was close to the promised land, and then I had to turn around and fall in love. Oh. And that's, where, that's what tripped me up. And then, uh, 
you know, yeah. So there's that. So six and four, they're just the sweetest little boys, and um, and very funny. And we've had so much time, you know, during the the quarantine, and for me just to have a new appreciation and love for them. Um, yeah, they're just they're sweeties. And what's the nineteen year old doing? Um, I don't know. Like I I have to go and like slide notes under her door, you know, to her room. Like he's just very are you good? Is everything okay? You know, you're good. Okay, you're good, you know. So she's uh she's probably getting ready to go back to work here. Um, you know, she took a little break cuz uh things were kind of, she was working in retail and okay. things were kind of ramping up, you know, with the COVID being, you know, everyone being inside and during the holidays and stuff like that. So Yeah, I I had a buddy of mine uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, was driving with his son, taking him out for whatever, go to see something to celebrate the day. And uh, son has got the headphones on, looking at the phone the whole time. And finally, his dad just goes, text him, sit right next to him in the car. Oh, by the way, happy birthday. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These kids, I'll tell you what, man, they don't answer the phone, number one. It's all text messages, and it's like... Uh, Oh, man, it's leaving me all behind. But uh, that's why it's nice to talk to people like Annie Mack uh, who can converse and laugh and tell me things I don't know. Did you inherit your mom's uh, record collection? I did. Absolutely. Um, Yep. How sweet. Yeah, it was was really cool. It was um, better than any gold, you know, to to get those things. What, uh, What other musicians... We'll talk a little bit about who played on Testify, but who do you like going here and around uh, the Twin Cities? Back when you could, who do you like to listen to? Or, um, or, I love, or work with? Uh, yeah, I love Debbie Duncan. Mm. Um, may she rest in peace. Mr. Willie Walker. Um, these, uh, may he rest people, in peace. May he rest in peace. Um, these are people that really were kind to me. Mr. Walker was so kind to me and so encouraging and such a gentleman yeah. and really funny, you know, really funny, but he always had an encouragement and we would joke. Um, but he was a person that I like to go see by myself. So I could allow myself to really, um, fully feel and express myself emotionally. So when I mean, what I mean by that is like, I, it's like going to the movies when I was a kid, if I, you know, I wanted to cry or if I wanted to, um, that's that's the feeling that Mr. Walker and just to hear his tone and texture and delivery yeah. and and just you know he he was always so sweet. I would say, why are you prettier than me, Mr. Walker? Every <laughs> single time I see you, <laughs> that crease and cut me three times. That you know, and I would just give him the hardest time because he was always so sharp and so shiny. You know, oh, just man. <laughs> and his wife, you know, his sweet wife. So I I it, it became um, just seeing his face and going out and he always made time for everybody to say hello. He and, sure did. and you knew you were in great company. You knew he was great, but that humility and then you step on stage and then you just feel like a fool for not, you know, really, um, I don't know what the right words are, but just a class act. And, 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 you know, when you know, someone has that gift, you just know, um, it was really sweet to be at the BMAs and have, you know, to hear these other artists just kind of, you know, honor him. And, and he was still alive, as actually, just to be like, there's no one else. It's just Mr. Walker. You uh, know, like, there's 
Yeah, it's just kind of like we're just up here. We don't know how we ended up here. You know, giving us the award. It's 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 Mr. Walker's. You know. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I went. And, um, uh, I went down to uh, the 2018 uh, Blues Music Awards, and he was. He never won, but he was he was one of the most nominated musicians in the history of the Blues Music Awards. And of course, he's from Memphis, where it was from, yep. and his lovely wife, Judy, was right there by his side. And I walked yeah. in uh, as he started his performance, and, you know, I'm a little... Uh, uh, you know, I love the guy, so I might be a little... Uh, uh, I don't know what the word is, but anyway, he blew he blew the roof off the place. He was the best thing oh, yeah. on that show, and he looked yep. like a million bucks, like he always did, and yeah. uh, and he was, uh, you know, it, it was really a gift. You know, we played together for ten years. We played over five hundred different gigs together, and the great thing, Annie, was with Willie. Of course, the gigs were. It was so easy to play with him. You know, and uh, we I just played acoustic guitar and he sang. And so I could just listen to that beauty and that, that God-given talent. Uh, just, you know, one ear to his voice, one ear to make sure I wasn't screwing up on the guitar. But I remember asking him, I said, Willie, I said, when did you realize you had a gift? And he said, well, I don't know if it was that. He said, but when I was just a kid, 10 or 11 years old, he said, singing just made me really happy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was that humble, you know? Yes, yeah, I know it. And uh, so, yeah, those are the people um, I, you know, I go see and, and kind of treat myself to. I love Patty Peterson. Patty's you know, I the love. Best. Um, yeah, uh, Barbara Lashore, you know. Oh, Barbara was great. Things. May she rest in yeah, peace. Yeah, she was so great. She was a great mentor to me. You know, she was a really, as, as a blues woman, and, and she loved that she had elements of jazz and soul. It made her stand out. Um, it, it made her stand out as a vocalist, and she knew that. And, and she said, baby, you always got to have something in your in your purse. You know, she said, you got to have something in your bag of tricks. Don't don't let people peg you for one thing. You come out and you show them, you know, mother, you know what, another thing. If you know Miss Barbara, you know. Oh, yeah, I know Barbara. <laughs> So, you know, there's a lot, there'd be a lot of, you know, and I remember just kind of chuckling to myself because I was very fortunate enough to, to know these people. We didn't see each other all the time, but when we did, the mentorship and the heart was there. And I was very grateful to, to have that from uh, these people whom I just really respect and, and adore. Always had a word of wisdom, always had even more words of encouragement, and they were just like, baby, don't stop. Keep yeah. going. Keep going, you know. So I'm very grateful for that. Well, we are glad you did. And, yeah, Barbara was a force of nature, gorgeous woman. And, uh, but you didn't want to cross her. <laughs> no, no. I, I, she liked me. <laughs> I was very happy about that. You know, whenever, whenever Barbara and I, because I booked her several times when I was booking Famous Dave's, I said, whenever <laughs> there was a problem, I go, Barbara, whatever you want, you get. Yep. <laughs> you yep. win. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to listen to Testify by my guest, Annie Mack, and then have her on for uh, one more segment on the Wall of Power Radio. We're having a ball. You gotta testify, tell the truth, stand on the rock of what it did for you. You gotta testify, 
by my guest, Annie Mack. Annie, tell us about, uh, you got five songs on this new uh, EP called Testify. Talk about uh, some of the musicians and who produced it and where people can get it. Uh, Matt Patrick and I produced it at uh, the Library Recording Studio in Northeast Northeast Minneapolis. Beautiful. And uh, the the artists on there are just some of the best, uh, just amazing creatives, so established in their own right. So we got Tanya Hughes and Sarah Renner, who uh, stepped in to do really awesome background vocals and to help me out. Uh, Stephen Kong, as you know, he works with uh, the New Standards and uh, the Honey Dogs. Uh, we also have uh, Noah Levy on drums, uh, Jeremy Yalvasaker on um, guitar, and then we had Aaron Fabrini on bass. Wow. And that was the crew, yeah. That's the 18. That's the A-team, yeah. <laughs> the A-team. And Steven, you know, he actually came in and did a, for the mariachi, you know, I was just convinced that I heard mariachi horns. I said, there's got to be a way to do soul, like 60s, you know, soul, 70s, kind of California. Nice. Uh, mariachi, Tex-Mex. And he came in and knocked it out, and he did the harmonies and everything. And it was really awesome. Now, how many records have you put out? I'll uh, see three. This will be so. My full length was Baptizing the Blues back in 2013. That was my debut. 2017, I did another EP called uh, Oh gosh, that <laughs> was my EP called in 2017. Tell like it is, oh, and then go. this is yep. And oh, thank you. So good. <laughs> um, and, no and hurry. Then this is my my third, and then I've done some singles. You know, a couple of singles along the way and things of that nature. But it was important for me to get back organic. Mm-hmm. and to get to the ground and to not focus on having, like, a lead instrument. If you listen to it, it's nicely sparse. That's done on purpose uh, to really allow the songs to kind of just breathe and, and, you know, have my vocals and, and not do a traditional um, 
yeah, I didn't want to do a traditional, like, okay, here's the blues, you know, here's the lead guitar. Right. Here's the lead, you know, I just wanted to honor the music and the story. You know, it's about the, it's about the lyrics, you know? Right. Have you ever thought about, uh, as a poet, just putting out a, a, a book of uh, uh, poems? I actually thought about taking my songs, and, and whomever needs to steal this idea, steal it, because it's good. I get you. There's, <laughs> Great. There's I got my pen. I got my yep, pen. There's room at the table for all of us. <laughs> and actually just telling, my, <laughs> and just telling my story by, you know, maybe um, just putting my songs, the lyrics, but tweaking them a little bit and giving the backstory behind the song. So I do have a desire. Like I said, I, I tell stories. I tell my own story and, and, and others, and... Um, that's where my music came from before I, I set it to, you know, any music. It was just, uh, you know, here's my story, you know. And and people can uh, get this record at AnnieMac.com, but it's probably on all the streaming services, I'm guessing. It's, yes, AnnieMacMusic.com, and it is on all the streaming services, the uh, Amazon, the Spotify, uh, the Google, all those things. You can find it and, and get it. What are you looking to do now that things are slowly opening up? What are you looking to do besides play music when you can go out into the real world and see people and do things? You know, I, I was uh, telling someone, you know, I was doing Brian Oak or something like that the other day on his show. And here's the best way to put it. To me, music and the career and the business and the relationship is like a relationship. It's like... When you have something that's really good, but you don't always appreciate it and do everything you're supposed to, mm -hmm. and then you have to live without it for a little bit, you know, that relationship, that yeah. person or whomever, and then you're like, baby, if you give me one more chance, I <laughs> promise I will be right by you. And so for me, it's like, I will show up on time to sound check. I promise that, you know, I will support my peers better. <laughs> you know, right, I promise right. if, you, if you just come back to me, I'm a changed woman. I've learned my lesson, you know, I will be more supportive, you know, that's kind of how I feel with the whole music thing, like, there's a lot of things that need to happen, um, and then there's a lot that I had to be convicted about to really honor and not ever take for granted what I was doing, not ever, ever take it for granted, we don't take whom we love or those that we say we love and, and the things that we love, for, we don't do that, and that's a, uh, that's been a lesson for me, you know? That's... Uh really a beautiful way uh, uh, of putting it and I think a lot of people I certainly relate to what uh, to that and, uh, and I'm sure a lot of people out there that are listening to this do so we've got about a minute left Annie Mac you're a mother of three uh, you lost your sister and your mother so you've gone a lot through a lot of this alone what is your advice for other people out there that are doing it by themselves or have lost loved ones or whatever it is, what, what will Annie Mac, what's your advice? Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Um, you have everything. Universal provides for you everything that you need in this life to do what you're called to do. And if you're open to the work and you're open to sometimes being corrected and loved, if you're open to always pushing to grow on a personal human level, a spiritual level, and just really having integrity and character, there's no stopping. It's like the universe, it's, it's ours, you know? So keep going. I, even, even if you really do have to fake it, know that that's not in vain either. You know, we, we keep going and hope. You know, it's not in vain. We hold hope. It all serves a purpose. So uh, I, I say it to a lot of people. 
Um, and so you got dreams for a reason. And you know, hold on to them. And a little white lie ain't going to kill you. I ain't going to kill you. You're going to be this guy. <laughs> I wouldn't trust you if you called yourself a musician and you didn't do it. <laughs> Annie, this has been a most incredible evening. She's going to be on the Taj Mahal Ritz Rising Showcase here tonight. Go to TajMahal.com, buy tickets. Annie, I can't wait to see you in person soon. I, I, yes. I want to get a copy of this record so I can play it in my truck, but this has really been enjoyable. Great hooking up with you again. Thank you so much for your um, for your love for artists and what you do, and I really appreciate you having me. And thank you so much, Patrick. It's been an honor. I appreciate you so much and what you do. Thanks, Annie. Enjoy the spring, and uh, tell Geneva, uh, send my love. I will, absolutely. Okay, honey. Good night. Okay, thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. The show is produced by Paul Metza and Patrick Lilia. We'd like to thank our guest, Annie Mack. She was so delightful. Go to AnnieMackMusic.com. Buy some of her records. If you're looking for a really cool duplex in Northeast Minneapolis, I am selling mine. Contact me directly at Paul at PaulMetza.com. Hope you're getting out there enjoying this great weather. And like my dad used to tell me, remember to be kind and make someone happy.